It feels like so long ago that we recorded, but it was only Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, it's no, we, we recorded later. It's Saturday, right? Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> the days are so long. Welcome to week one still of the isolation bunker. Week two for me. <laughs> it's true. Let's do the intro. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, Fuck me dead. I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> so h- how is isolation treating you? <laughs> I'm bored. You're bored? I'm bored. I can give you more chores. Mm, that's not fun I'm though. still doing most of them. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do. I kind of feel like, oh, my phone's not on silent. <sighs> oh, I just got a message saying we have a spirits tasting tomorrow. Um, which we don't. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Yeah, I kind of feel like getting back into painting and modeling. I was just about to say, like, what's one thing that you've always wanted to do? Or, like, something that's been on the back burner for a while that you just didn't have time for? Like, have you got, like, one of those? I do. Uh, The problem is that the modeling place isn't accepting online orders at the moment. Oh, my God. Uh, everything Can you get is... them anywhere else? Don't think so. I'll have a look. Like, some, a lot of it's out of stock, but I'm like, maybe I can just get, like, the basic, like... Because I threw it all out. I was like, no, I'm done with this. And threw it all out. Uh, the only thing I kept was a mold line remover. So, Is there anything else that you could do like that's more immediate? Not that I can think of, really. Maybe now is the time for you to take up streaming. Mm. No? <laughs> I don't really... I don't know, because I don't really... I'd watch. Like, I don't have a game that's like really sucking me in that I'm like, oh, I just got to play it. just got to play it by myself. Hmm. I'm not sure the game I play. Apart from like Animal Crossing, but it's not really a game I can eat. Loads of people are streaming that. I don't know how to stream to a... Well, I don't know how to stream, but I don't know if we've got set up to stream to a Switch. We'd have to get a... um. Capture card or something. Capture card, yeah. a huge investment. Fly expensive. Probably not. It's probably cheaper than the modeling, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Other means like, oh, maybe I should sit down and like watch all those movies that everyone like reacts that I've never seen, which is pretty much every movie. <laughs> I should do a series where I watch one movie a day and write about it, but yeah. Where, where would you post the writing? I don't know. I'm like, I could put it on YouTube, but then that's so much more effort. I mean, I know how to edit audio now, but yeah. Well, I mean, edi- editing audio isn't much different from editing video. Yeah, I know. It's time-consuming. So. Maybe you could start your own movie review podcast. No. No? I'm trying to suggest things soon. I know. Here. <laughs> what I need is, like, just a... Maybe I should replay The Witcher 3. Hmm? Time investment? But I have downloaded um a game that I'm kind of keen to play a bit more of, actually, which is good. Uh, Mechanicus, which is what makes me want to get into modeling, so... Right. We'll see. <laughs> uh, as for me... I have no spare time still because I am still working. <laughs> yep. It's really infuriating to go on Twitter and be all like, you know, what what am I doing in isolation? Oh, I'm doing this hobby that I've always wanted to do. Or I'm taking up this thing and it's great. And I'm like, yep, still working 50 hours. Yeah, Thanks. but a lot of those people doing those, employ- hobby, they're unemployed. They don't earn any money. I know, that's true. They're like, I should be oh, thankful. I'm, I'm doing this great thing. But I behind be the scenes, grateful. they're probably like, oh, fuck. I am. I'm grateful that I still have a job and we're still getting money. <laughs> yeah, we're very, <laughs> very, very, very <laughs> we fortunate. Um, the situation we're in, actually. For me, though, I was like, oh, I'm gonna like have all this extra time, like where I'm not traveling to and from work, and like I don't have to do this, so it'll, you know it'll be fine. And instead, I just work more. So maybe I need to work on actually starting at my start time and finishing at my finish time instead of logging on early and logging off late. <laughs> I think so. We'll see how that goes because there's a fuck ton of work. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, panic buyers. <laughs> We've both been confined to the same house for the past week. Yeah. Do you want to kill me yet? No. <laughs> I'm not even annoying you a little bit. Although, honestly, I guess weekdays I'm just sitting over here on my laptop and not really annoying you very much. Although I am forcing you to catch up on maths. Yeah, but thank God we've almost finally finished that. I feel like we've already invested the time. It's like, let's just finish it so we can move on from it. I don't know if I'll watch next year. This year was so bad. There was nothing redeeming at all about this. Yeah, there's no one I really like. No, they're all horrible people. There's usually like one or two couples in the series that you like. You want them to be happy and you're kind of rooting for them and also enjoying all the drama that's happening elsewhere. But this year there was no like good couple or like. Yeah, and the drama that qualities. is happening isn't even, like, that exciting. It's no. just, like, ugh. They've got a bunch of horrible people together and now they're being horrible. What a surprise. Yeah. Um, I kind of just feel like 
it's become i mean maps is obviously trash tv there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with trash tv trash tv can be really entertaining but like there's just nothing there it's just all people wanting instagram followers it's pretty much it that's boring i don't care <laughs> what else has happened this week i guess it, there's really nothing to update this week since nothing I happened left the house since monday We've gone for walks. We've gone for walks, but apart from that, I haven't really... I will say supermarkets, because I've been to a couple this week, mm. um, are looking stocked again. Not everything's there. Of the supermarkets I went to, the only thing I really didn't see was pasta and rice. Like, even toilet paper's back. Yeah, well, they did say that um the rice and pasta shortages, because we had a bad wheat year because of the drought, so we actually didn't make as much wheat as we normally did. Well, that rice made from wheat. I meant pasta. <laughs> Sorry. But, I mean, the drought also affects... The rice, rice so well, it, it, I was gonna it say, still makes you, sense. You, you grow rice in like a terrace full of water, but you don't actually have to. Don't you? No, they actually just do that because it doesn't harm the rice plant and it actually protects it more from pests and shit. Right. So that's why they're growing like that. But the rice mm. doesn't actually need to grow that's in a I didn't know that. water paddy like that. Yeah, mm. or terrace. But yeah. I think they put goldfish and shit in the uh, water to oh, clean. That's so cool. Hmm. Um, quote me on that goldfish one. I'd have to double check it, but I'm fairly certain they do because <laughs> then they eat like the insects, but they don't eat the rice. Ah, yeah. that's interesting okay we had a really bad drought year so i think our crops just didn't do as well in general so I broccoli's say, been so expensive 11 dollars a kilo <laughs> oh my God. this week 11 dollars a kilo I thank like, fuck we're growing our own fuck. <laughs> um well yeah well we're most likely going to be getting a locust plague in a few months great so, so this yeah. is the end times the apocalypse that's happening it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. We'll be I'm fine. <laughs> we'll be sitting here come Christmas looking back at like, thank God that year's over. I wonder what oh, 2021's going to bring. We were saying, was it last week about how like 2016 was the first like real garbage year where everyone was like, oh my God, it can't get any worse. And now Stop we're saying that, people. 2020 and... <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say anything because it's, it's bad enough as it is. <laughs> yeah. In saying that, things with the good old Rona obviously haven't gotten any better. I would say the only good thing that's sort of happened is that supermarkets do look like they're recovering a bit. At least in this country. Yeah. But um, I mean, we, Zealand, we started the New hoarding. New Zealand and New Guinea have entered their hoarding stages. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, New Guinea finally got its first case and New Zealand's about to enter in a massive lockdown. Which, can we have their PM, please? <laughs> <laughs> Ours is useless. We need a trade. <laughs> He's terrible. He really is. Can we just become one country? We'll take her. Get rid of ScoMo. Even, even my sister's like, <laughs> he's pathetic. He is. I don't know who my sister votes for. I don't think she does because she's not a citizen yet. Um, but her husband is liberal. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> I think everyone should just vote for me and stuff your government. Put me in charge. I think like in Australia anyway, basically the way it's gone is liberal is always for the economy, big business. They want the money. Labor is more for the working class. That's sort of mostly a, a very general summarization that probably isn't totally accurate but it's like a rough yeah i guess to put it in they don't really line up but labor's your democrats liberals your republicans sort of sort of but not not really <laughs> it's hard to like, explain our, our liberal would probably look quite democratic to most americans i'd imagine yeah probably um, and then it's i don't a bit different here. the only political party i know in america uh, in england sorry is the tories which one's that uh whichever one churchill was a part of is that who's in power now? Possibly. Don't they have Labour as well? Maybe. Maybe it's Labour and Tories. I don't know. Because the Tories is like it. a different name. have two names or something. I don't know. Mm. I only know who the Tories are because I read a biography on Churchill because <laughs> I quite like Churchill. Glad what? he's not around today. <laughs> Definitely the right person at the right time for mm. what he did. Who, like, in the time that you remember politics and oh, living in Australia, who was your favourite Prime Minister? You're going to hate me. Are you about to say John Howard? Yeah, Howie. Look, I didn't like John Howard. However, I was quite young at the time. So was I when John Howard. John Howard left office when I was like He did do a lot of 12. good things for our country, but he also told a lot of lies. So He did, but I'd also say he's the last politician you had who managed to fucking get anything done and wasn't like absolutely useless. He's the last politician to complete a full term. He is that as well. <laughs> um, I mean, any of the six dozen ministers you've had in the past decade. <laughs> no, John Howard left Parliament... Over 10 years ago. Yeah. And you've had nearly a new PM every fucking year. I never really liked Kevin Rudd at the time. Mm, I love Kevin. Hindsight, he's Kevin okay. 07, best slogan ever. Uh, I didn't like Gillard. I don't think anyone did, unfortunately. Uh, I I, like I, it's unfortunate that our like first female prime minister was so hated. Bad. 
Um, I wasn't a big fan of Abbott. No one liked Abbott. Abbott was a good laugh, at least. Whereas, like, ScoMo is like, I'm laughing at him, but I'm also infuriated. I think the difference between Abbott and ScoMo, because Abbott was also liberal, mm. is that Abbott actually seemed to at least care about people. He did, and I will he say- He had some, like, really shit things that he did, but, but you he know what overall he, seemed to really still care. Yeah, and you know what he did do? Is he brought in the no jab, no play yeah. kind of thing. He was, like, super old-fashioned and had, like, really outdated views. But what a minister for women he was. Oh, God. <laughs> but, like, he still seemed to generally- But fuck, I wish we care. had him now. Yeah, same. <laughs> because, like, I feel like he would be so good in these crises. He'd be out there chomping on his onion, like- and he would not care. At least, you know, I thought that when we had the bushfires, as bad as it is to well, say he it, was out there doing Abbott stuff. would have been doing something. Yeah. Not on holiday like ScoMo was. I think of all of them, Turnbull's probably the one I disliked the least. But even then, he wasn't great. I don't remember a thing he did. I have to admit to you, I don't know what he did. I don't. I think he gets a free pass because nothing happened while he was prime minister. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's what that's kind of what it is. Like he's very short term. Was that? Ah, <laughs> uh, he was. No, he's the longest serving one you've had in a while. Oh, really? He was there for almost two years. I kind of kept forgetting that he was prime minister. To be honest, with I you. know. He I think it's because he didn't do anything. You never heard anything about him. I think so Gillard was, was PM for all about six months. Yeah, she wasn't there. And then him. you had Abbott for like eighteen, mm-hmm. and then you had Turnbull for a while. Right. And then ScoMo. Is, I literally remember nothing about I think him. ScoMo's been in for about 14 months now, which is yeah. ridiculous to think about. But don't know who, who voted for him. But How has he not had a leadership spill yet? I, don't, I think it's because there's too much going on where it just like wouldn't be constructive to have yeah. one. I don't see Scott Morrison winning the next election, but I won't say that the Liberals will lose the next election. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I predict that Liberals will win the next election because economy is obviously going to be a huge focus, Mm. which Labor doesn't usually focus so much on. Yeah. So I fully anticipate Liberal will win again. But I love that like two people who don't know that much about politics are having a conversation about politics. (laughs) Trust us, we're well informed. Um, We're not. (laughs) But no, I think Scotty, he's not going to survive this. No, I think he's handling everything very poorly. It just sort of seems like I don't he know cannot handle a crisis. A single and... person who has anything good to say about him. Even like people who voted for him are like, ugh. I was going to say, like, my nun's a Labour supporter, but she has no good words. Like, she's she's the kind of person who, when I asked her about Abbott, said. You mean a well, Liberal supporter? No, she's not. She's a Labour supporter. Oh, but Scott Morrison's Labour. Ah, uh, Liberal. Yeah. So my grandmother wouldn't have voted. From a perspective of someone who didn't vote Liberal, even when I asked about Tony Abbott, she was like, He's still a good Christian man, kind of thing. When I ask her about ScoMo, she's like a fucking dickhead. That's from like, you know, peak boomer energy. (laughs) So I have a story about a good boomer though. Oh good. Good. So I guess in light of things not really looking much better in the world this week. It's hard to find stories. I mean it is. Like every time I log on to any news publication, it's all of mine do relate to the pandemic in one way or another. Okay. Um, I went in a different direction. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not awful. Okay, good. We don't want any downers. I think like during this time, just I think think we want to go light on the downers for now. I think people have too much to be down about without us adding to it. I went on the light side, sort of. My second story is a bit long and it's a murder mystery. Oh. But I'm on the light side. Let's talk about murder. (laughs) Look, it's a murder mystery, but it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's not that dark. Well, I hope you explain it in the story. I will. I will. I wasn't bummed out researching it, if, if that makes anyone feel better. Someone dies, but... In a murder mystery. In a murder mystery. Someone dies. Listening to it, it shouldn't be that bad. I've tried to keep the murder details quite on the light side. Minimal murder details. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of my that. stories delved into some upsetting facts, and I mentioned a few of them at the start of the article to sort of like set the tone. Mm. Not that I guess most people would need it, but... okay. Oh, actually, sorry, I forgot to mention the murder mystery I actually mentioned last week. So I thought I'll cover it this week. Okay. Who wants to go first? What's your last story like? Um, It's pretty funny. Okay, we'll end on yours then. Okay, so you so want to go first? I'll go first. Australians are purchasing more alcohol than ever as they self-isolate. And corona and condom sales have skyrocketed in every state. <laughs> Is that truly the headline? Yes. <laughs> that last part's in brackets. Oh, uh, Matilda Rudd, Daily Mail Australia. And I went all out on Daily Mail Australia this week. Daily Mail usually have the weird stuff. so Yeah, that's why I started looking into them because you always mention them. I'm like, I'm going to steal that website. <laughs> um, so do you know who Jimmy Brings is? I have no idea who that is. Jimmy Brings. Does he bring stuff? He does. He brings alcohol. He's basically oh, alcohol Uber. 
Right, okay. Although you can sometimes see them on Uber Eats. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's basically an uh, alcohol delivery service in the vein of Uber hmm. Eats, Deliveroo, whatever you want to call it. Menu right, log. okay, but this is just for alcohol. Pretty much. So Jimmy Brings, an alcohol delivery company, uh, still obviously working during the corona crisis, has noted an increase in 32% of beer sales on the east coast of Australia since this time last month. And in Perth and Adelaide, a minor 23% increase. On average... People are spending about $60 on an order, which is about average for a food order, I'd say. Yeah, I was going to say, we would spend that on a meal. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Uh, the largest order they've taken, though, in the past 30 days is $3,626 <gasps> oh on delivering God. alcohol to your house. Oh, my God. That's a lot. That's a lot. And interestingly enough, because I know worldwide they're not doing too well, uh, Corona beer sales in Australia, they're up 34%. Well, I mean, that's the that's the silver lining here, I think that, like, that, that speaks to sort of like... The attitude, though, like most people, they're like, fuck this. For whatever reason, they're like, oh, coronavirus, corona beer has got the virus. I can't drink it. Which ridiculous. <laughs> Whereas here we're like, ha, corona. Uh, <laughs> corona. Oh, look, I've got the corona. Yeah, actually, that yeah, is a much more it. Australian way of dealing and with it. And part of me is like, maybe I should, because like Dan Murphy's has been labeled in a central service. So liquor stores are still open. Essential service for Australians. Alcohol. Maybe I should buy a slab of Corona, because they're probably quite cheap at the moment. So that you can also make the same joke of, oh, I've got the Corona. No, because it'll be cheap. Oh. But then I'd also <laughs> have to get lemons or limes or both. Ooh, get some lemons. I love lemon. Yeah, because I I don't mind Corona, but I need to like double lemon or double lime it. So <gasps> one lemon, one lime. <gasps> Let's do that. I mean, I'm not going to drink the beer, but I will eat the lemons and limes. Yeah, I don't mind Corona. All states are also purchasing large amounts of Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, Getting their wine on. Getting the wine on. Uh, Jimmy Brings also has seen their peak purchasing hour move forward. So what do you think an alcohol delivery service's peak purchase time would be? Like after work. Yeah? No. No, nine, okay. 9 p.m. Okay. Which makes sense. I was sense. expecting like between 5 and 7 or something like that. Well, that's where it's moved to. Right, okay. So I think what happens is people like, they buy their drinks for the evening and then as it goes on, they're running out. I don't want to <laughs> go to the bottle though. Get Jimmy to bring it. Oh, okay. So 9 o'clock is their peak order time. Usually. Usually. But it has moved forward to 5 p.m. Right. Um, I mean, I guess that's because you're at home all the time now, so hours really mean nothing. They don't. Like, I saw a beer in the fridge this morning, and I'm like, I could have that for breakfast. You had some of your leftover beer from last night as, oh, yeah. as when you were still in bed. So. That's true. <laughs> um, so I, I mentioned this to you as, like, something you should do with your – because your job had a FaceTime meeting, and I'm like, you guys should all have virtual knockoff drinks. And um, which three people did. So I think that's going to be a thing from next week. Apparently people are doing it, which is why they think it's moved to 5 p.m. Because ah. people are ordering alcohol for their knockoff drinks that they're having with their workmates so via cool. Skype or Zoom or whatever it's doing these days. You know, actually, now that I think about it, I think that I talk to my co-workers more. I am more social with them now, now than I was before. So maybe that's like a byproduct because you're at home. You have the time, essentially. Mm, you're not rushed. You're not like, I want to go home. Because yeah. obviously a lot of people would, like I assume on a Friday, I've never really worked in an office job near a city or I've never worked in a job where like everyone clocks off at the same time really. Yeah, that's why so. usually in offices, well, corporate offices that I've worked in before, usually when if, if they do have Friday drinks, not all of them do. Um, so one big company that I work for used to have a trolley that came around to your desk and you Ooh. were allowed to take something off the trolley. That's fun. Um, another company I had, they would just have them at 4 PM so that everyone would still get out of there by five. I don't know why your job doesn't though. Cause you've got a bar literally on the ground floor of your building. My company also sells beer. That's true. Why don't you guys go on down there and... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow. We don't do it, but we have like a once a month But if I worked up. in the city, I would totally be going to my after work knockoff drinks every Friday or Thursday, whenever it is. Yeah. I would. Um, I'd, I'd love it. I love going to bars, so... But I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the company I work for right now doesn't do it. I mean, there is a thing about Friday. You just want to go home. You want to start your weekend. You don't want yeah. to like hang around, you know what I mean? Yeah, fair. But now like it's part of your work day, so... And you're already at home, so you don't have to rush anywhere. I think it's kind of a win-win. Uh, Jimmy Brings doesn't just serve alcohol, though. You can oh, get a okay. few other extra items. So they have an extras category. Ooh, well, what I are the extras? Say, I, I looked on their website and I was checking this off. They've got packages at the moment, like deals. And like they're like, start the party pack. Nobby's Nuts and a couple of Cokes and some okay. w- assortment of wines. And like a lot of the... Do they deliver to us? <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, sweet. Yeah, okay. Jimmy, Jimmy Brings delivers in every capital city of Australia. Right, okay. None of the regional towns yet, just the capital ones. Although that might be changing. Well, now's the time to invest in that, no? Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. 
So I went to the extras category. Uh, so they do things like ice bags, chocolate. Oh, I'm down. Like Toblerone I'm, and Lint and I'm all that stuff. I'm fucking there. Panadol, Nurofen, Barocca. Okay, these are all related to hangovers. Okay. <laughs> and Jimmy Brings branded three-pack condoms. Okay. The Jimmy Brings branded condoms. Because they don't want you to get drunk and forget. Those condom sales are up 29%. Whoa. What are you guys doing at home? Bang Actually, fucking. I know what you're doing at home now. <laughs> uh, so as I was saying, the company has also had an increase in the amount of job applications they've received. An 800% increase in applications for work. Fuck. I mean, that's just a reflection of how many people are out of work right now. Th- that as well, which is a bit damning. So that's why I'm saying, hey, you might be seeing it soon in non-major cities. Yeah, yeah, okay. And in response, obviously, to the coronavirus, they have implemented new low-contact delivery. So with Jimmy Brings, you got to show your ID. I don't know if it, I've ordered alcohol for the first time the other day. Not from Jimmy Brings, from WS, from like Uber. And yeah, you got to show your ID when you order it, obviously, because otherwise it would be really easy for like teenagers to just go yep. send me some booze. Um, so they don't have to cite it now. They don't have to hold it and check it and everything like that. Okay. And they will not hand you your order. They put it on the ground now instead. Honestly, I think all of the delivery services should start doing that to protect their workers. I mean, I know a lot of them are contractors and well, let's face it, for Uber the, and the like don't care. But For the orders we've received this week, they've gotten to a point and then just stretched out their arms and I've just sort of leaned over and grabbed mm. it. And, yeah. I don't and know. The, the only person, actually, I was going to say, the only person that I've personally seen that was wearing a mask was the Oz Post delivery guy. Mm. Um, and he didn't want me to touch anything. He put it on the ground. Yeah, which is fair. So, which is fine. Honestly, I hope that a lot of these practices stay because how often do you get the flu off someone? Yeah. I don't know how many times someone has come to work with the flu and then I've got it. Like, I kind of hope that people take that kind of stuff more seriously in the future. Mm. I don't know. People will probably forget once this is all over. But Especially if humanity as a whole builds up an immunity to coronavirus. And then we'll just be like, oh, did you get the flu or the corona this year? Mm. Anyhow, that's my whole story. It was all about alcohol and how we can now order it. <laughs> how you can order it. Um, the increase of demand. And yeah. the things people are buying. Condoms and that and everyone's booze. fucking while they're at home. I mean, look, I get it. You're bored. You look at your partner and you go, all right, got nothing to do. How about it? I get it. <laughs> So that means we've got to have another baby boom, right? <laughs> I, I I mean, I made a joke about this on my Twitter a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's like the year is 2093. <laughs> and your history textbook is talking about how in the 20th century, most of the boomers, sorry, in the year 2020, most of the boomer population was wiped out, replaced nine months later by the Corona <laughs> boomer. Oh, God. Okay. COVID boomer. I mean, probably. Kavuma. <laughs> I mean, probably not as much, though, because we no. have better contraception now, but still. I can imagine it's probably going to happen a little bit. I think it'll be a baby boom of first-time parents, mm. not second, because they'll yeah. be locked up their kids for all these time. Be like, oh god, I don't want another small child, <laughs> uh, and divorce. Yeah, I, I can, I can see how in that China they saw it, they had a divorce spike after the lockdown. The thing is, you know, you might live with someone, but you don't usually have this much contact with them. Yeah, I mean, we're we're okay so far. <laughs> You haven't annoyed me yet. Have I annoyed you? No? You're shaking your head. Now they're just thinking that I'm saying no because, you know, say no. <laughs> no. I'm going to take that as a yes now. Oh, uh, <laughs> now I'm annoyed. But yeah, like you don't you don't see people that often. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a segue because we were talking about fucking. <laughs> My first story. The headline reads, Mum loses it over X-rated Kmart dog accessory. Over what? X-rated. X-rated. Like MA15 plus adults only X-rated. Kmart dog accessory. Is it a butt plug for your dog? No. Okay. The thing is, okay, I'm just going to preface. This entire article is bullshit and I don't know how anyone wrote about it. Okay. I'm going to be real. It's fucking stupid. But that's why I thought it'd be perfect. (laughs) So I got this from a website called Kidspot. I know them. It was linked on news.com.au, which is how I ended up there. A Queensland mother of four and her 27-year-old daughter lost it at a pet product in their local Kmart. According to them, the product looks remarkably like a fleshlight. I know exactly the product they're looking at because I took a photo of it and sent it to a friend of mine (laughs) and laughing, this looks like a fleshlight. (laughs) Yeah, so we have- I'm showing it to you. We've we've seen the product. It's for cleaning dog paws. It is. It's it's a silicon sleeve, Mm -hmm. sleeve thing. Yep. With like all these nubs and nodules and things on the inside and you just put it around your dog and you stroke it up and down and... It cleans their paws. Supposedly. Look, I don't know if it looks like a fleshlight. If it were a fleshlight, it would be the most painful fleshlight in the world. <laughs> because there's like a lot... Yeah, it's like a lot of like... 
They're not the bristles. Is... They're all silicon. Mm, I don't know. I still don't think it'd be comfortable to put your dick in it. I mean, it's a wide hole. I don't think you'd feel much of anything. It would just be sort of like <laughs> tickling out the feather duster. But I mean, yeah, they think this uh, poor cleaner <laughs> looks like a fleshlight. <laughs> I don't personally agree. I thought it looked kind of silly. Like, I'm like, I mean, it looks weird. I'll give you that. I looked I'm at not it sure like, it looks huh, like a sex someone toy. Someone probably's looked at that and gone, maybe. Any hole, I'm sure someone's looked at and went, I could put my dick in there. I'm sure of it. I have a quote from them. I have no idea how Kmart marketing misses the resemblance. I didn't expect to see that while buying toys for my third child's dog, Sunny the Golden Retriever. It will now forever be known as hashtag poor man's fleshlight. Probably is. <laughs> so I guess, you know, if you can't fork out for a real fleshlight, you can get them for between like four and six bucks. At Kmart. At Kmart. If, you, if you're getting real desperate in this quarantine time, no, please don't. I'm joking. Don't do that. I, I don't I don't think it's buy a real one. Yeah, just buy a real one. Buy or like if you can't afford that, buy some other equivalent that's in your price range. Do not just stick your dick in random things. You're gonna hurt it. In a dog pork cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's available in sizes small to medium and large to extra large. Oh. So different size dogs, not penises. Oh. I don't know. Like I just think that it doesn't look like it'd be a good time to stick your dick in it. Let's buy one and find out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that these guys thought it looked like a sex toy, they bought one for their, their golden retriever, Sunny. Yeah, what's the dog going to do with it? <laughs> they're going to clean the, the paws. Oh, the is dog. that what they call it now? Oh, my God. Because that's so, what the product is, what is the, actually designed to do is clean the paws. Is of that dogs. what the kids are calling it? Oh, my God. After school today, I'm going to go home and clean the dog paw. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> So they did buy it and they did try it. They tried the product for its intended purposes. I don't think it would work very well. They claimed that it looked weird and wrong and couldn't use it on their dog, purely just because they thought of it as a sex toy. Probably. I can't imagine the That's dog the would enjoy story. it either, though. Why wouldn't you just use your hands? I, 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 I'm I, not sure I quite understand. Yeah, I don't. I, what why I wouldn't you just like, like, wash you your dog this? like you normally do? Why would you need a specific it's pet It's a dog. They live outside anyway. You don't need to clean the paws. Um, well, a lot of dogs don't live in like, outside, but like, I don't understand why you'd have to get a specific product for a, a very tiny portion of the dog. It's very strange to begin with. Probably works on tails as well. Oh, I mean, I guess, but like, why? And the nose, I suppose, if you're desperate. Oh no, don't do that to your dog. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just clean your dog normally. I, I get it. Um, it, yeah, that, that was the entire story. I'm just like, why was a story written about this? I don't understand. This is stupid. We're flying through it now. Maybe it was a good thing our opening went on for a while. <laughs> like I said, my second story, it's going to go on for a while. So, As I mentioned earlier, panic buying has hit New Zealand finally because they're entering a I big know. lockdown, like a big proper. You know that Australia was the first nation to start panic buying? We've yep. encouraged the rest of the world to do it. Yeah. We're, we're stupid, honestly. Bikies are stockpiling. Huge brawl between mongrel mob and black power gangs breaks out in fight over last chicken at supermarket. Oh my God. <laughs> Karen Ruiz. Ruiz? Ruiz, Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. I'll take your word for it. We should ask Mint, because um, it, I'm assuming that kind of looks like a Filipino last name. Because mm. it looks Spanish, and all Filipino last names are basically Spanish because of, you know, the Spanish people occupied them before the Americans did, before they became the I was nation. about to say, I thought Americans did. Okay, that makes sense. No. There's you no know, Spain and America once went to war. Oh, wow. Why? Before World War One. Yeah. Anyhow. That's not what we're talking about today. Okay. What we're talking about is bikies fighting over Posing a chicken. Opposing bikie gang members have clashed in a Napier pack and save in the North Island of New Zealand. <laughs> uh, pack and save is sort of like a discount. Is it like our reject shop? Not really. You don't have an equivalent of it here. Okay. Um, so we do have Woolworths, which I think is Countdown in New Zealand. Is that Safeway? It might be Safeway. I can't remember. Because in New Zealand, we've got more than two major supermarkets. Oh, okay. Which is good. Because more competition, so yeah. more prices. Uh, pack and saves gimmick is you know it's more like Aldi, right? Okay. Um, much more popular and more places in Aldi. But the thing is, it's called pack and save, and this doesn't seem as novel now that I'm thinking about it because you packed your own bags, like Aldi, like Aldi, or like the self serve checkout. But that's why mm. they because they weren't paying someone to pack the bags for you back in the day when I don't know if you remember supermarkets used to have a proper bag packer. Yeah, every, yeah. Every counter had like the till operator and the bag packer. Mm. So they got rid of those to cut costs. That's so why it's called pack and save. Right. Okay. Big yellow buildings. Okay. Yeah. And like all 
New Zealand supermarkets, they've got a little, you know how you get the hot chicken stand? Yep. In New Zealand, we have like a live oyster stand. Ew. Or mussels. Ew. So they're just like all these mussels in like a little water fountain. You just go and pick them up and they're fresh. I don't like them, but that's kind of cool. <laughs> I liked getting, I never ate them, but I always made my mum buy them because I just like getting them out of the little waterfall. <laughs> And now set the scene of a pack and save. Yes, okay, now we know what a pack and save is. <laughs> Members of the Mungra Mob and Black Power Gangs reportedly got into a fight in the middle of the grocery store. Are they like the two big gangs yes. in New Zealand? So Mungra okay. Mob you've probably heard of. Um, It sounds familiar, but I'm not too sure. Uh, Mungra Mob is what probably, I'd say they're the most well-known gang in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, very iconic look because they have head-to-toe big tattoos and they look menacing. Right, okay. Like uh, so the Mungra Mob is an organized street gang based in New Zealand. They've got a network of more than 30 chapters throughout New Zealand, and they're especially active in the King County, Opatiki, Waikato, and Hastings, and were founded in roughly 1962. Okay. Story is a couple of, like, youths used to hang out, and they got into trouble with, like, uh, the law, and the judge called them a group of mongrels, and that's where they got right. the name from. Right, okay. So they um, leaned in. Okay. Yeah. So they've recent, they are in Australia. And they've also recently yeah. expanded into Canada in 2018. That's on the other side of the world. I I'm not sure if that's like the most logical step. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Black Power, I'd never heard of before in terms of no, never the heard gang. Of <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never, I didn't know that that was like a bikey gang. But Black Power is a similarly organized street gang that was founded in roughly 1970, uh, mainly made up of Maori and Polynesian gang members. So right. Hence why they call themselves Black Power. Uh, I do not know much about them, but they do essentially form the Crips and the Bloods of New Zealand. And interestingly enough, Black Power has ties to the Crips and Mongrel Mob has ties to the Bloods. Of course. So they are the New Zealand Crips and Bloods. Hey, wait, do we do we have that in Australia? What are the two top like bikey gangs here? It'd be the Rebels and... Hell's Angels? Hell's Angels. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know if they have any ties. Also, I've never heard that in New Zealand, we've got a gang I've never heard of called the Killer Bees. And I was oh my like, God, that's a cool name. Oh, that's a Wu-Tang thing. Oh, is it? They were talking about killer bees. Oh, no ties to Wu Tang because <laughs> uh, Wu Tang wasn't like a gang rap group. They weren't into the crimes. No, they have a song that's a PSA about AIDS. Oh, so they were just like nice. Wu Tang's for the children. Gangsters love Wu Tang. Well, they're not really gangsters amazing. if they're not in a gang. No, they just they just make music. Yeah, they may be individually they got on top of some dodgy things. Or whatever, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So that's the mongrel mob and black power for you. So the fight was broken up once the police arrived. There were no injuries, shockingly, or arrests. Just a little spat in the uh Is there video the of safe. this? Supposedly. It said scroll down for video, but I couldn't find it. Because I kind of want to see them squabble over a chicken. Over the last <laughs> packet of chicken. I want to cooked chicken. What kind of chicken was it? It yeah. doesn't say. Quote from one shopper who witnessed the event posted this on social media. <clears throat> At Pack and Save trying to... Oh, let me try that again. Oh, hey, bro. At Peck and Save trying to get some food to stock up as we're all trying. And their gangs want to start a fight over the last bag of fucking chicken. <laughs> Uh, so, New Zealand, as yeah. I mentioned, entering that massive lockdown, they've only got 102 cases so far. Yeah, but they're actually taking steps to stop the spread, unlike yes. here. No deaths yet either. Oh, uh, okay. Jacinda Ardern, she's actually told people, look, expect that number to grow to be a couple of thousand. Mm. You know, not no confused messages, nothing like that. She's just like, oh, we've got the coronavirus and only 100 cases, better lock the country down. I will admit, 100 cases so in New Zealand is a more significant portion of the population than Australia. Mm. But 100 cases is 100 cases at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's still like 100 cases. Like, let's be real. In terms of like statistics, that's still very insignificant in our country. Yeah, I suppose 100 cases, New Zealand, we're sitting on about 5 million people, I think. Yeah, like that's insignificant statistically. But it's more like the potential for that to be a lot more. So that's why you should stop it early instead yeah. of letting it get out I of control like it's starting to here. I think the thing I saw and I told you the other day was, um, so one person gets the flu and that goes through like... 10 cycles of they spread it to 1.4 people. That person spreads it to 1.4 people. You do that 10 times. You've infected 14 people. Yeah. With coronavirus, you infect maybe three or something people. That goes through its 10 thing cycle and you've infected 59,000 people. Jesus Christ. So it is a significant difference. Which I kind of just wish that our people in charge would start to get that. Anyway, I'm going to go get my 45 minute haircut that the prime minister <laughs> said I can have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I mean, he changed his mind about that twice, didn't he? Probably. Some politicians' wives were like, no, I need to get my hair done. Good thing he's kept the schools open, even though his kids aren't going to school. I know, right? It's so hypocritical. What cunt. <laughs> Let's just rename him to Scummo. I, I hate that he refers to himself as Scomo. That's why everyone's changed it to Scotty from marketing. Good. <laughs> I like Scummo. That's good. I like that too. Because accurate. Mm. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'm going to throw a real spanner in the works. Hang on, wait. Who got the chicken? I don't know. It doesn't say. Now I'm forever. You know what? Tonight when I go to bed, that's the last thing I'm going to think about. Who got the chicken? Mongrel mob or black power? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the police divided the chicken or maybe neither of them got the chicken. (laughs) Maybe someone else grabbed it while they were fighting. Maybe. Maybe Killer Bee swooped in and took the chicken. (laughs) I was reading about Mongrel Mob and like one of the founders that they sell like some community projects Mm. and they had a business. I don't know like if it actually worked, but it was a registered business for a while called Rent a Bro. (laughs) Like hire a hubby, but you're renting a bro. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's funny. Mm. Well, I mean, we're talking about criminals, essentially. Well, actually, no, take that back. Let's not say all by his criminals, because that's not true. They organize, they are, Mongrel Rob and Black Power are organized street gangs. Okay. Whether or not they have some legitimate businesses on the side, they are. I was looking at, like, what they're known for, and they're like, drugs, murder, <laughs> Black Power's down for assassination. Jesus. So, okay. maybe one day if I'm struggling, I can just do a story of the history of the Mongrel Mob or something. Yeah, no, I mean, I fun. find that kind of stuff fascinating. Segwaying into some more crime. Mm. Um, <laughs> so this is an old-timey story. Okay. Then we're going to go back in Australia's ah, history. To the arm incident. To the arm incident. So this takes place in 1935. So we're going back quite some time. To the last Great Depression. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So I'm going to highly recommend listening to an episode of All Aussie Mystery Hour. They did an entire episode on this case. There is a lot of details that I've left out for time. Um, it's already quite long what I'm going to say. So if you're interested in hearing more about it, I highly recommend going and listen to their episode. Let's dive into it, shall we? So yes, we're in 1935. We are in Coogee in Sydney. It is now known as the Coogee Pavilion. Have you ever been there? No. I haven't either, but I think it's like a pub, bar, Hotel restaurant thing. thing. Yeah. I wish but, we could go to a pub. Yeah. I miss Remember tap. that. I miss tap beer. <laughs> But back then, it was known as the Coogee Aquarium and Swimming Baths, and it opened in 1887. Um, It was owned by Bert Hobson, or his brother. Um, I'm not sure which. There were articles that said both. Interesting. It's 1935. I imagine record keeping wasn't like the greatest thing ever back then. I mean, we think our record keeping is great now, but just think about (laughs) like time changes things. Because there's a lot of things people don't write down because like everyone knows that. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I'm not sure who owned it, but a Hobson brother owned it. Um, it probably was co-owned. <laughs> maybe it was. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, but either way, it was Bert who caught the 14-foot tiger shark off Coogee Beach. 14 foot is fucking big. Yeah. Um, it's three feet to a meter, so that's yeah. at least, what, four meters and a bit? Yeah. Mm. Huge shark. Um, the aquarium hadn't been doing so good at the time, probably because depression. Not like they all felt sad, more <laughs> like the Great Depression. What <laughs> <laughs> our fishers said. <laughs> when he, he caught the shark, it was tangled in like a fishing line. So he wasn't intending to catch it, just happened. So when he, he hauled it in, he's like, no, we're going to keep this. We're going to keep it alive and we're going to put it in the aquarium and it's going to be our new star exhibit for people to come and gawk at. That happened in April. I'm not sure what date, um, but over the Anzac Day long weekend, because it's a public holiday in Australia. It's late April, isn't it? It is. It's like the 25th-ish. The aquarium was packed, and that was the day that the shark decided to act a bit weird. I'm like, how does a shark act weird? Walked on land. <laughs> I haven't spent that much time around sharks to know how to they ask, act weird. Do you remember the show Street Sharks? But you probably don't. No, I don't. It was sort of that. like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles but they were sharks. knockoff, but they were sharks. Right. And they were like on rollerblades. Oh, God. Okay. They were the street <laughs> sharks. I mean, that is a shark behaving weirdly. Um, <laughs> but in this case, the shark seemed irritable. Still, I don't know what that means. How does a shark act irritable? Was there something in its throat? Did it glare at people? I don't know. Anyway, um, behaved erratically and started ramming the walls of the tank before sinking to the bottom and swimming in irregular circles. By 4.30, it started to violently convulse and then proceeded to vomit up a number of things. A rat, a bird, and then finally a human arm with a piece of rope tied around it. Dun, dun, dun. An arm. How of- In a packed aquarium. <laughs> How often? Because, like, there was a rat in there as well. Yeah. And a bird. So I think from what I, I mean, I don't know a huge amount of sh- about sharks, but from what I read, because I was researching this earlier today, sharks are more like opportunistic yeah. eaters. Yeah. So if they just see something floating around, they'll fucking eat it. <laughs> That's why I'm like, how long has it been since it last ate kind of thing? Yeah. Because I, I still feel like they can't sit in the body forever. It would digest it. Well, we find out later when, when about it might have happened. Mm-hmm. But we don't know how long the arm was in the water before the shark ate it. So, but how I'm talking about how long was the shark at the aquarium? 
um, was captured. Because so that was about the date. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure about the date that so it, it was taken been to the aquarium. A couple of days. It could have been. Yeah. A few weeks. It must have been only a few days, surely. I yeah. I, I feel like it couldn't have been that long for it to draw it up. But I mean, this just confirms that sharks don't want to eat people. I don't know how well humans digest for them. Clearly, for this one, not very well. Mm. <laughs> At the beginning, everyone thought that the shark had killed someone. Because, you know, you see a shark throwing up an arm, you figure he's attacked a person and ate it, right? Yeah. That was proven otherwise real quick. Um, so the coroner concluded that the arm hadn't been bitten off at all. It had actually been cut off with a, a sharp instrument, so like a knife. It was too clean to be a shark for it bite. to be a shark attack. The sharks just come on and eat in the armhole? Yeah, exactly. The shark has seen the arm floating around and just went, oop, food, ate it. That was it. Now this wasn't so much a shark attack. It was uh, how the fuck did the arm get in the water? I think it would be safe to assume this is probably a person who got murdered and dumped. Because yeah, I don't think you just like have an it. arm cut off and then wander away. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing that happens very often. So obviously the next step was to figure out who the fuck this arm belonged to. Is it going to be like Cinderella? Where they go around town with the arm to all the people who don't have oh arms God. and try to match it up? Or? No. No? No, they automatically assume this is a murder. That is Cinderella, right? Yeah, with the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no, no, there was no, no seven <laughs> arm in Cinderella. <laughs> it would have been a better story. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, th- this happened in the 30s. Say, it's a good thing Cinderella was the only girl in her town with that size shoe. Oh, my God. Foot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this happened back in the 30s. Obviously, they couldn't just DNA match it or something. But luckily, the arm had a tattoo. It was of two boxes sparring. I think that's probably pretty unique. I don't know. Many people Especially don't. back then, at least. Yeah. Not like now. Oh, you got a tattoo. Mm. everyone's got a tattoo. Exactly. It's weird that you don't have a tattoo. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> My grandfather had tattoos that he had when he was fairly young. He was born in the late 30s, somewhere around there. And his tattoos were not great. They were just greenish, grayish outlines that didn't have a lot of detail. Because it wasn't really considered a proper job. It was just something yeah. people did. They weren't like, now so, we got like, these amazing tattoo artists. I can only imagine what this tattoo looked like. The fact that they could probably even tell it was boxes is a good thing. The picture was circulated of the tattoo and someone came forward saying they knew it 100% belonged to a guy named Jimmy Smith, which <laughs> that is the Who most... would go on to found Jimmy Brings. No. <laughs> but like, I was like, Jimmy Smith, that is such a like old timey Aussie name. <laughs> Jimmy Smith, see? Yeah. <laughs> it was down by the ducks, right? And he took his arm. Yeah, exactly. And it sleep with the fishes. Oh, gosh. Um, so it was an obvious fit because Jimmy had gone missing a few weeks earlier. Oh, so because Jimmy's arm was missing and they stuck it to him like Cinderella. <laughs> it was like the glass slipper going right on. Just <laughs> no. popped right back in. He'd Fucking pumpkins shot out of it and it reattached. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. It, uh, he, he, he wasn't around. No one had seen him for a while. Um, so Jimmy was a bookie. Is bookie a term used overseas? When I wrote that, I'm like, I'm not sure if everyone uses that. So a bookie is someone who, like, if I make have this correct, a bookie is the person who, when people are betting. Yes. They're the ones who take the bets. Yes. Yeah. So this is like before TAB existed. (laughs) TAB is basically where everyone goes and gambles away their money in Australia on horse races and virtual horse races and dog races and virtual dog races and never real chariot races, only fake CG chariot races. (laughs) So before you had video games of a sad nerds who don't leave the house, I'm going to go waste real life money on cartoon dogs running around a circuit. I mean, at least they're not real dogs. But yeah, before you had a betting agency, you had a bookie who did basically the same thing. I think people who do that now just call themselves bookies anyway. Yeah, like bookie is still a term that yeah. people use. I'm a bookie like, at the time. Um, so he was a bookie, an amateur boxer, hence the tattoo, and a small time crook. <laughs> when I read that, I'm like, who uses the word crook anymore? That's so old timey. Out of those um, occupations, he made the most money um, out of his crime, obviously. But crime doesn't pay. <laughs> Apparently it does. Mm. Uh, <laughs> So he made most of his money coordinating cocaine drops and insurance scams. Is that like eucalyptus drops or? Sure. Probably was back then. I don't know. <laughs> um, like actual sa- droplets of cocaine. <laughs> you suck on them like a lozenge. Oh, God. Okay. School um, canteen probably sold them anyway. Oh. They probably did. It was the 30s. They had cocaine probably. in the Coca-Cola. I was going to say, cocaine was clearly illegal in the 30s. Wasn't that when Coke still had cocaine in it? Yeah, I know. I was just thinking, was, was it like that cocaine know. was illegal or that he was like just doing it illegally so he didn't have to pay tax or something? I don't mm. know. He started working with a man named Patrick Brady and they worked together forging checks for a well-known crime figure in Sydney named Reginald Holmes. So the 30s. Smith and Holmes. Smith. Smith is Jimmy. 
Sorry, I'm going to get this really confused. There's too many names in this. Jimmy and Holmes fell out over one of the scams and Jimmy had blackmailed him. And it's believed then that Holmes hired uh, Patrick Brady to kill Jimmy. I'm going to say it, is, it, was not, it was thought to have, or believed because, um, spoiler alert, none of this is confirmed. Patrick Brady was the last person to see Jimmy alive on April 7, where they spent the night out drinking together. It is believed that Brady killed him later at, that night at his house. And the reason that they believe that is because apparently a cabbie came forward saying that he picked up Brady the day after and he looked disheveled and nervous. And then he dropped him off at Holmes's house. Mm. This is such 1930s crime detective work. Yeah. He looked sus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there wasn't a lot more to go on. And if, you know, um, Holmes was a known crime figure, probably went on as a bit sus. It's just, it's just so funny that that's how, like, detective work was done. Because I guess you're so used to now when nothing's circumstantial, really. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do yeah. it anymore. Like, he looks suspicious. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't just be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> we watch too much TikTok. Holmes eventually turned on Patrick Brady after being by, questioned by the police, telling them that Brady had turned up at his house. So this is when the cabbie dropped him off. So he turned up at his house with a severed arm. This could be the arm. And blackmailed Holmes, saying that he, he would meet the same fate as Jimmy, who he claimed he had murdered, dismembered, and put the rest of his body in a trunk and dumped it at sea. It was also claimed that Brady had tied a weight to the one arm he kept and threw it in the ocean, which was then eaten by the shark. Hence the rope as well. Exactly. But Brady and Jimmy mm-hmm. used to get along. Yes, they were. So together. maybe they just cut Jimmy's arm off and he got away scot-free. No one's seen Jimmy again. Yeah, he's got a new identity. He moved. <laughs> I think people would notice a one-arm do. <laughs> I feel like amputees were more common back then because they couldn't save their limbs as well. Perhaps. I don't know. You know, carry on. I mean, I guess that's a possibility. I mean, any, any um, suggestion as to what happened is a possibility because uh, this is unsolved. Mm. This is a mystery. Um, Probably never going to be solved. No, definitely won't be solved now. There's no way. Holmes agreed to tell all of this at trial, and he became the police's star witness in the case. But the night before the trial, he was shot dead in his car. Now, at the time, they reported his death as a suicide. But then I looked up how he died. I'm like, maybe he did commit suicide. But he was shot three times in the chest. I think still could be suicide, but hard to do it. Potentially. But I feel like if you're trying to commit suicide, your chest is probably not what you're aiming for because you might not die. So this is the big mob boss yes. the guy in charge. He was killed. He was killed in his car. Interesting. Um, so I don't so know. So Brady seems like he had some cloud, or at least. But see, this is the thing: like down. him and him and Jimmy, that was small time. Like, mm. and Reginald was big time. They were the lackeys. He was a big time crime boss. I don't know. Only Brady got out of this on top. It, it's hard to tell. Like when I read all this, I'm like, I don't really know if they had any of these people had anything to do with it, apart from knowing Jimmy. Mm. Without their star witness, because. Holmes is now dead. The case fell apart and Brady was acquitted. The defense claimed that without a body, because, yeah, there was no body, that without a body, there was nothing to say that this was a homicide and there really could be a one-armed Jimmy Smith walking around somewhere, which you said. I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know. Jimmy's body was never found, still hasn't been found, probably wouldn't really even exist at this point. Um, And Brady maintained his innocence until he died in 1965. Mm. So he, he says he didn't do it. There was no deathbed confession, nothing. So in my mind, I'm like... Did any of these people have anything to do with his death? I don't even mean Jimmy's arm. It could have been someone else's and it's all circumstantial. Yeah, I don't know. Like the whole thing is like so kind of well, like up in the Well, they said the air. tattoo. So. Yeah. The, t- the tattoo kind of seems like it, it is like the person who died was Jimmy. But I'm like, I don't know if any of these people had anything to do with it. Holmes could have had a falling out with someone else and that's who shot him. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think it would have been Brady who shot him. Brady probably hired someone else to shoot him. I'm not even sure that, like, it kind of seemed like from what I read, Brady wasn't so confident as to turn up with a severed arm and uh, <laughs> and threaten a big-time crime boss. Yeah. All of that is possibly true. Maybe that is exactly how it went down. I'm not really convinced either way from everything that I read. And we're dealing with, like, what we think of a big-time crime boss nowadays. Back like, in 1930s, maybe it, was different. it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be completely different so maybe to what it wasn't as scary to him being like, oh, I'll just kill him and take it. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's really mysterious. <laughs> I have no answer as to whose um, arm the shark threw up. But can you imagine being in an aquarium and a shark just throws up an arm? <laughs> That'd be so weird. Interesting. That was me returning to look at the arm. Not. Oh, I was like, what are you looking at? What was happening? Nothing. Just returning to look at an arm that's been <laughs> spat up by a shark. That'd be so weird. My third story. Is there any segue? I mean, I was going to make something about, like, paying people. To do a hit to 
just paying people, but <laughs> okay. maybe not in the right spirit. Good Samaritan, 62, withdraws $10,000 from the bank before handing out $100 notes to jobless workers queuing outside Centrelink. I did read that headline. I also read the story, though. by Karen Ruiz. Karen's busy. She's still got a job. <laughs> yeah. So Centrelink is currently trying to recruit an extra 5,000 staff to keep up with the surge in demand for their services, as economists predict nearly 82,000 Australians will be added to the dole queue in the coming months. Jesus. That's a lot of people. 62-year-old Peter Damos queued at his bank in Bolwyn North, Melbourne, for an hour to withdraw the maximum amount he could of $10,000 before driving to the Centrelink in the neighbouring suburb of Box Hill, where he began to hand out $100 to every person queued up inside and out until he had handed out all 100 of the bills. Oh, that's so lovely. What or, a nice as he man. calls them, lettuce leaves. Lettuce leaves. <laughs> the Australian $100 bill is green. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's why he thinks it's a lettuce leaf. He said the sight of all the people queuing left him feeling sick to his stomach. It's tough. Our, um, our system is really not equipped to deal with what's happening right no, now. Especially if the government has slowly been dismantling it for the past six years. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, shit. Uh, so the rest of what I've written down is basically just an amalgamation of quotes from Peter because they okay. was interviewed extensively. Quote, these are all innocent people who have no means to put some bread on the table for their family. Their Centrelink payments aren't until next week and they need to put food in the table tonight. In the table. In the table. <laughs> sure. Okay. The gratitude, the tears in people's eyes, it was unbelievable. I had to do that because these people need instant relief. They can't wait for tomorrow or the day after. I couldn't stand to see my kids fed while others were starving. This is a tragedy of profound proportion. Oh, what a nice man. Yeah, so where do you think Peter Damos is from? I'm not sure. Damos. 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 Greek? Yes. Uh, so he's a businessman who emigrated from Greece as a child, so, you know, really he should be living in our suburb. <laughs> yeah. And he's urging other wealthy Australians to donate to any workers in industries crippled by the pandemic. So not just himself. Quoting again, We can all hit the Centrelink offices across the country in 30 seconds today and hand out a lettuce leaf to each person in need so they can put some food <laughs> on the table for their families. This country has been good to me and my heart goes out to all these people who are suffering. Oh. So there's my vote for Australian of the Year right there. Is that Peter <laughs> yeah. So he's just this old... Re- I assume... Well, I mean, 62. He may not be retired. I wish I could do that. Just like, go... I mean, like, this is very... I wish I had $10,000 sitting in my account. I can just be like... If I I had $10,000, a lazy $10,000 sitting around somewhere, I would do it, but I I don't, unfortunately. I know this is, like, very stereotypical, but a lot of Greeks immigrate to Australia, bought up investment properties. All the Greeks that I know don't work. Mm. They just make money off their investments. I wish I was in that position. As much as I'm like, assholes, I'm like, fuck. No, like, that that was was smart. That was smart. Yeah, it's, they were just, like I said, they were smart with what they meant. And they, at least he's not, like, just hoarding it all. He's doing actual things with his money. I was going to say, and, like... Obviously, I, he must be okay, because he's like, I've yeah. got $10,000. I'm just going to go give it to 100 strangers. So lovely. Yeah, so he's probably doing fine. Well, obviously, because he's got 10 k to hand out. Yeah. Just a lovely, lovely old uh, man. Well, that's my entire story. I was like, I ended on something nice, and, like, people are... Yeah. People are good. Yeah, sometimes they are. <laughs> I mean, I think we talked about this last week, but it's always nice to see when like things are really hard and something awful is happening. The Australians generally tend to look after each other. Mm. There is always like some good that comes out of something. I mean, you have. Well, we have well, to because the government's not doing shit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, no one trusts the government at the moment. Obviously, you have your assholes who are panic buying and making life tough for everyone else. But you know, you have your good people that are just out there trying to help others. Mm. It's so nice. I like that. I have no segue into my next story. Good job, Peter. <laughs> Peter did a good thing. The man I'm about to talk about did a not so good thing. Oh, no. Like, no, no one gets hurt. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the headline of this story, I'm going to read it just because it's a wild ride. Speeding driver claims he ran a red light because he was chasing after a hot chick who looked a bit how you going and wanted to meet her. Why do you think this would hold up? Don't know. This is like the like video. the cops are meant to take pity on him. I was watching one of those meme video compilation things I watch sometimes on YouTube. Yeah, this lady's been pulled over by the cops in America, I think, and she's like, "I thought you didn't give tickets to pretty girls." And he's like, "I don't." Oh, <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just chasing a hot chick who looked. How you going? This happened in February. This wasn't even that long ago. Oh, actually, January, sorry. A lot of news is getting sidelined at the moment due to major global event after major global event. <sighs> like I mentioned to you, someone tried to blow up a hospital in America the other day. Yeah. Asshole. Why? 
48 hours ago, apparently, or more now, a neo-Nazi tried to blow up a coronavirus hospital in America. Does he, does he think he's immune? Like, does he I think, think he that, like, thought, white people don't get it? I think he probably thought that I'll just kill everyone who's got coronavirus to save the rest oh of us. Oh my god, okay, whatever. You know, like how America's now trying to say, oh, we should just let the old people die so we can go back to work. Oh god, okay. Meanwhile, Trump was standing next to someone who mentioned she had a slight fever, and he went, oh, and walked away. Trump, you should go back to work, you're old, sacrifice yourself for the economy. <laughs> Go on, Trump, do it. Yeah, he would never do that. Nathan Galvin, who is 25, caused a police pursuit through the streets of Darwin back in January. <laughs> and he said that he was escorting himself home after fleeing, running two red lights and mounting a traffic island. What? Yeah, no, he, he did more than just run a red light. Like His excuse for causing all this trouble was that he claims he sped away because he saw a chick who looked a bit how you going. Since when was that a thing? Who says that? It's Darwin. They're about 40 years behind. Okay. He pled guilty Darwin to... Darwin is actually where one of the mongrel mob outposts is. Ooh, there you go. He pled guilty to running from the police and causing a police chase. He was also driving with expired insurance and wasn't displaying... Wasn't displaying his cats. <laughs> wasn't displaying his pee plates. Ooh. Got there eventually. Um... <laughs> 25 and still in your peas, eh, Nathan? I don't have a license, so watch your tone. He was initially pulled over for the insurance... And not having his pee plates on his car. Before the officers could arrest him, he took off and was later arrested in the car park of his apartment building. So he really did just take himself home. <laughs> I can't what be in trouble if I'm at home. Is that how that works? I'm going to go home and isolate, then they can't get me. <laughs> Don't come in here, am I self-isolating? <laughs> this is before that was a thing. Oh yeah, January. <laughs> um... <laughs> At Darwin local court, he told the judge he had run from the police because he felt threatened for his life. What? Okay. Um, he explained that he'd run the red light initially because a chick was watching him and looked a bit, how are you going? Like, why do they repeat this so many times in this article? How does one look, how are you going? Well, she's just standing there at the light, staring at him. So he thought, I'm going to show her. I think that's sort of a bit what it was. Like he was trying to show off kind of thing. Oh, wow. Just bring back that little... Remember that anti-speeding ad from years ago? Of the, yeah, the little finger. <laughs> put your finger up. Implying um, small little penis. He also complained about getting injured after running into bushland. Well, that's your own fault, Nathan. Don't try and escape the police. Nothing probably would have happened if they just cooperated. Well, I mean, he obviously got arrested anyway. So, like, you went through all this trouble and yeah. you injured yourself and all of this for no reason. For a hot chick who probably didn't give two shits about what you were doing. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Say, so all right, you speed off to impress this chick. Then what? She's gone. You're never going to see her again. It's kind of like catcalling from cars as well. I don't get that. What are they meant to do? Chase you down the street and go, please let me in the car? I <laughs> don't get it. <laughs> when the sentence was handed down, which was a 2050 fine, which I'm like, that's an odd amount, but okay. And a ban from driving for 12 months. <laughs> what do you think his response was? Drive home? No. He would rather go to jail than not have a license for a year. Quality. Oh, God. That's my story. So he, and he's still in it. It was piece of 20. He clearly enjoys driving. I'm just wondering why it's taking him so long. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So it just sounds like an all round bit of a dickhead, to be honest. <laughs> I bet he doesn't have a job. Just sounds like. I a... mean, the thing is, usually when those stories come up, they tell you what they do. Wasn't mentioned. Just sounds like a bit of a go nowhere. Except I mean, maybe time, that's apparently. why he was like driving around, didn't have anything else to do. Hmm. Careen towards the end of episode. 15. I know we're all a bit... um we're running out of numbers. <laughs> no, I know that we're all just a bit like, who knows what's happening in the world? Probably a bit bored. Please stop trying to deep throat your microphone. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm just I think- inspired by the video of the guy. Where it's like, do you have anything you want to say to your mum? And he's like drunk of his face. And he stares at <laughs> the mic for a bit. And he just bites it. <laughs> and he's like... Rawr. And then his mum's at home going, thanks, son. <laughs> That's about right. But yeah, so I think like it's probably even more um, important to just keep doing this at the moment. I mean, we're intending to anyway, but yeah. give some people something to listen to for an hour or so. And uh, yeah. Okay, I don't know what you're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wrap this shit up. Well, as always, if you enjoy the show, share it with your buddies. Yes. And uh, see you next week. That, that, is, <laughs> that is not the outro. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you get away with that one. Okay. If you have any stories at all you'd like to share with us or any feedback you'd like to give us, please email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. As I say every week, best place to hit us up, though, is definitely on Twitter. Fuckmedeadpod at Twitter. Or rather, at fuckmedeadpod on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we shared stories. I shared uh, one yesterday. I can't remember what it was now. Some fucking stupid shit. It was an American one. I can't it was an American it was one, either. but it, <laughs> it was funny. Trust me. Let's go. Go, go look at it. Um, um, we're on a website called fuckmedead.com. Fuckmedeadpodcast.com. Fuck Don't go to fuckmedead.com. Don't know what that is. Yeah, probably not something you actually want to see. Maybe I'll Google it myself <laughs> right now. Please don't. And as um, always, we're on every single bloody platform under the sun that can put a podcast on it. Yep. And please much. just share us with your friends and family and neighbors. Because we're terrible marketers and we don't market ourselves. <laughs> but we have hit another milestone recently, so that was nice. Yes. Uh, quicker than we hit the previous one, so. We're slowly, um, slowly growing, which is cool. It's nice to see that. Have we got South America yet? I haven't looked. God damn it. But yeah, so we're just terrible at marketing ourselves. So if you want to help us out with that, we'd be grateful. All of the information that we just said will always like be in the episode notes, plus all of our credits. So if you want to learn more about anything we just talked about, it'll all be there. And uh, that's about it. So I did Google fuckmedead.com and it redirected to adult member zone. And uh, Blackzilla crams his dick into tiny hole. And I don't think it's going to fit in that girl. I really don't. Blackzilla is a great porn name, I will say that, though. Blackzilla. Okay, Amazing. Please, please stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like episode seven all over again. I just kept saying lion penis. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for hanging out with us again for another week. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Blackzilla. Oh.